Hello, and welcome back to our study of Pnei Halacha, the teachings of Rebbe Yezim Alameh, Shlita. We continue along with the laws and attributes of Eretz Yisrael. Our learning, again, should be for the merit of the brave soldiers of the IDF, for Refuah Shalema, for all our brothers and sisters in Israel that need it, and, of course, for the release of all our hostages. Each day that goes by, just another day of pain and sorrow, but let's hope that this comes to an end and resolution soon. The next chapter, Mekomo Shal Eretz Yisrael Eitzel Ha'avos. So after we've learned about the great attributes, the lofty levels of the land of Israel, So then it should be no wonder that the first commandment that was given to the first Jew, Abraham, Avraham Avinu, was that he should go to Eretz Yisrael, because it says, Of course, the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, Hashem told Avram he has to leave his father's home, his land, and he has to go to the land of Canaan. Because it is only there in Israel, in the land of Israel, that the nation of Israel can completely reveal the word of Hashem in the world. Continue. Of course, Hashem says to Avram, and you'll become a great nation, we'll bless you. Through you, there'll be blessing. Those who bless, you'll be blessed. Those who curse, you will be cursed. And this is what Hashem promised Avraham. And Hashem promised to Avraham that this entire land, he said, go check out and survey the entire land. For this land I will give to you and to your children and your offspring forever. Now, walk it, transverse it, and you will see that I have given it to you. Yitzchak, our forefather, Isaac, had a specific individual attribute, he never had the opportunity to make aliyah, as it were, meaning to go up to the land of Israel. He had the tremendous merit of being born in Israel. He was the first Jewish person who had a bris on his eighth day. And therefore he was entirely sanctified. And the way this was expressed was that it was Yitzchak, of course, who was ultimately brought as an Ola. Well, obviously it didn't happen, but he was commanded to be brought on an altar, what we call an Ola Tamima, a pure offering, a complete offering. And therefore, a specific teaching was given just to him, that he was to remain in the land during a period of famine. In the 26th chapter of Horatius, Hashem appears to him and says, Don't go down to Egypt. Stay and dwell in the land that I'm telling you. Live in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. Again, because I have given this land to your offspring and to you. And I will keep 
the promise, the swear that I made with your father Avraham. However, when it comes to Jacob, Yaakov Avinu, a little bit more complicated. He had to deal with a wicked brother. He was forced, compelled to run away from the land. But it was only through all of these complications and sophisticated, difficult situations that he had to live through that we learn how deep the Kesher, the connection, the Jewish people have to this eternal land, this eternal connection. Already when he was running away from Esav, his brother, in the end of Parshas told us, the beginning of Vayetzeh, after he sees the vision of the latter, the beginning of Parshas Vayetze, and it says, This land in which you are lying down upon, I will give it to you and to your offspring. So again, these are the psukim in the beginning of Ayetzeh, the promise, the eternal covenant of Eretz Yisrael with the Jewish people and the family of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov is again promised to him there. In the end of his days, as we just concluded in Parshas Vayichi a couple of weeks ago, Yaakov was, of course, compelled that he had to go down to Egypt, El Baro Yosef, to reunite with his son Joseph. Shenasa Shalitim Mishnah of course, was in charge, second in command in Egypt. In Parshas Vayichi, we're told that when he knows that he's getting close to the end of his days, he summons Yosef and he tells him and he makes sure that he reminds him that he should not be buried in Egypt. And even though he could have had a state funeral in Egypt, given the position of Yosef, nevertheless, his request was that he should be returned to what we call Kever Avos, to the graves where his ancestors are, Avraham and Yitzchak, their spouses, in and he was so worried about this, so concerned that he made Yosef swear. And he was not put to rest. His mind was not put at ease until he spoke about this at length and in great detail with all of his sons. And when he finishes speaking, to all of his children, and he speaks about Maras Hamachpela and being buried with his ancestors. Then finally, he died. And we're told in the end of Parshas Vayechi that the entire family went in this great procession to Chevron, to of course Maras Hamachpela. And, of course, through this long trek, it became quite apparent, and people realized that their birthplace is the land of Israel. And they will return there after the days of being exiled in Egypt or being in exile in Egypt. But their real home, of course, is the land of Israel. 
המורשת הזו שהוא נחלו לבני ישראל מהאבוס, נוסר בלבבו זה הם של בני ישראל במצרים. This characteristic, or this inheritance that the Jewish people had from their ancestors, from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, remained in their hearts while they were in slavery in Egypt. And even though they were suffering terribly from difficult slavery, they knew every single day, they always knew that the day would come and Hashem, the God of their forefathers, would remember them, would redeem them, and bring them back to the land which they were promised. Therefore, the whole purpose of the Exodus is to get into the land of Israel and to reveal the word of God and to prove the word of God, His promise as being true. Almost as if, if you have a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim without going into the land of Israel, it is not worth much. Shenemar. We have this, of course, in this week's Parsha. See, nothing is by accident, nothing is a coincidence, or as our friend Lazar Rothenberg likes to say, that a coincidence is just Hashem waving hello. Thank you, Lazar. But the Pasuk says in our Parsha, and I will bring you into the land that I was going to give to Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and this is Morasha. This is your inheritance. It's your heritage. V'chein Yosef HaTzadik. B'keshli Yikavah Ba'aretz Yisrael. Yosef as well. He requested that he be buried in Israel. And even though he knew that it might take some time. V'av k'yada shalachem osa l'tia b'yad b'nav yechos l'kavah ba'aretz. I knew that, politically speaking, that his children wouldn't be able to take him right away to Eretz Yisrael. Lo hisya eish malach zohel aretz. He never gave up. From going into the land of Israel, he made his descendants swear, the children of Israel, that at the time when the time would come, after who knows how long, and the redemption would happen, they would be able to leave Egypt. That they should make sure they take his bones with them and bring it back to the land of his inheritance, the land of his birth, so that he could be buried, Nachala, in Israel. And of course, we know that to be true. In Parshas B'Shalach, we're told that they took the bones of Yosef, and the Gemara Sota tells us that there were two arks that led the Jewish people. One had the Ark of the Covenant with the Luchos, and one had the Ark with the bones of Yosef HaTzadik. If we think of it in this context, think about how we long and we wait for the time when we can all go back to Eretz Yisrael, we can all go back to the land of Israel, which is, I think it's fair to say, a lot easier than it was in those days. But we have different types of hindrances, but things that we need to work on our own. But in any event, very, very important weighty concepts and topics for us to ponder and hopefully be inspired as we think about our brothers and sisters in Israel. We pray for their safety, for their well-being, and for the safe return of all those that are held in captivity. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.